Hey everybody, welcome to the Trucking with Kingfish show. I'm Kingfish. Today we're going to be doing the news for the 5th of January, 2021. Pretty excited about 2021. I'm looking forward to be a change. You know, it's uh, a lot of stuff going on, a lot going on. And uh, some of it's not good, but some of it, I don't know. Hopefully things will be good starting soon. Uh, Doug, uh, I was running with Doug for the last month on the sleeper bid. He's going back to the uh, triples. He does triples. He goes back and forth with three trailers. I'm going to miss him. Uh, he was filling in for Rob. Rob's still off. So I got another guy who's new, so it's going to be interesting. I don't know this guy. In fact, I've never met him. But he seems like he's got a pretty good vibe. So you know what? I can deal with anything. He's only been driving for a few years, so it should be interesting. But... I've been, I'm new to this company, so he's fairly new to this company also, so we'll learn it together, and uh, if we screw up, we'll screw up together, and we'll move on. That's all I can say. Hopefully we won't screw up, though. But, you know, sleeper trucks are, you know, it's a it's a different world. It's just a whole different thing. So, that being said, you know, I'm going to miss Doug. Going to work with Doug was like, as a sleeper partner, you know, as a good sleeper driver, his... It's like it wasn't even like going to work. It was fun. So that's why I met a mess dog the most. And like I said, this guy, oh my God, when this guy backed up, it was like heaven. It was like watching the ballerinas dance across the yard. There isn't anything that guy couldn't do with a trailer. You know, backing up for 53, watching him back up was just amazing. He'd get into some spots that I've been driving 25 years. I, he'd be getting some spots. I wouldn't even have attempted. You know, it was so they were so tight. It doesn't even phase him. It doesn't even phase him. It's crazy. I don't know how he does it. You know, and then he'd go, oh, that wasn't as good as... I'm like, what are you talking about? Nobody else here can do what you just did. You know, in the super crazy spot that they wanted it in, but yet you think it wasn't good enough. It's just kind of... And he's, he's, you know, I guess when he did it backing every day, he was more intense about it. But I'll tell you what, man has some skill. And you learn a lot just by watching him, that's for sure. So that being said, I guess we'll get going on. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, Doug said to me, he says, uh, I should put in some kind of sound between each news article. So I'm thinking about doing that, but I haven't figured out a sound yet. So when I come up with one, I'll let you guys know. Or maybe I'll let people vote on it or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. All right, up here in Wisconsin, we got a lot of snow. I'm looking out my window. That's all I see is snow. I'm going to Pennsylvania, so it's probably going to be cold. But what do you expect? It's that time of year. That's what we do. All right, nothing else going on, so let's get on with the news, and here we go. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind. On the open road with Kingfish, right here. Wow, this is absolutely crazy. Authorities in Virginia are searching for a truck driver 
after a box truck crashed off of the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel on Tuesday morning. This is last week, the 29th. The crash occurred at 8.20 a.m. on the Tuesday near the mile marker 14 on the northbound side of the bridge. And uh, I guess he just crashed and then went off the bridge, and he's just floating in the water. I can't imagine anything more scary than that. Officials said the truck has gone overboard on the east side of the northbound span between the North Channel Bridge and the northmost, northernmost island. Uh, the police are still investigating the circumstances of the accident. Wow. So they got, you know, they got the Coast Guard, they got the fire department and the rescue and all that looking for this guy. And apparently yeah, heavy traffic delays are expected on the bridge as crews make emergency repairs as they search for the, you know, for the driver continues. You know, I can't imagine, um, you know, anything like that happened. Apparently this happened before. Um, driver once drove off and he died from hypothermia when his truck crashed off the bridge. But so it doesn't happen often, but it has happened before. It's just, I, I don't know, I can't think of anything more horrific than that. That's just insane. All right, let's get moving on. And uh, uh, I, I hope they find, well, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. Anyway, I hope his family can find peace. That's all I can say. All right, let's get moving on. All right, this is very important information, which, uh, you know, we've all known about for quite a while, or maybe you didn't know, but you should have known. Somebody should have said something to you. Anyway, motor carriers and owner operators are under their own authority or running out of time to register with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration Drug and Alcohol Clearinghouse. The deadline to register with the Drug and Alcohol Clearinghouse is January 5th, 2021. That's right, it's today. The FMCSA says that those who fail to meet this deadline could face a fine. I don't know how they would, you know, enforce that, but or it doesn't say what the fine is. It says here, an owner-operator who employs, an employer who employs himself or herself as a CDL driver, typically a single driver operation, is subject to the requirements pertaining to the drug and alcohol rules. Here's what it comes down to. Look up the drug and clearing, uh, the drug and alcohol clearinghouse. Uh, website, just go to it and, you know, just type in, you know, CMSA drug and alcohol clearinghouse and it'll pop right up. It'll take you like maybe like 10, 15 minutes at the most to register. Go get registered, get it over with. Uh, I did it for this new job. You get a new job. You're going to have to be on there. It was like no big deal. So, you know, today's the last day. It doesn't say what time they close. So, all right. So go get, uh, go get registered and Avoid the nonsense, all right? All right, let's see what else we got here. Well, here's a really bizarre story. I don't even know how to process this one. This is a, just bizarre. So anyway, over in London, Ohio, at the pilot truck stop on December 19th, uh, you know, man, Dennis Brown was delivering medical supplies to Indiana, and he stopped at the pilot to get fuel. All right, nothing unusual about that. Well, it was raining really hard, so Dennis pulled into the exit instead of the entrance. Well, it's understandable. You know, it's raining hard. It's Sometimes it's hard to tell where the entrance is and the exit. Not a big deal, right? So Dennis pulls into the exit, and some other driver's trying to pull out, and he gets all pissed off. So Dennis is a driver of 37 years, so it's not like he's a new driver. He knows what he's doing. You know, he's just, he's old school. You know, it's like, hey, I made a mistake. All right, no big deal. The other guy freaked out. All right, you know, and the guy started screaming and yelling, blowing his horns, hands up in his cab, you know, all that nonsense, you know, which is, I don't understand. It's no big deal, right? The two then exited their trucks and confronted each other in the parking lot. 
rain still coming down when the angry driver began verbally abusing Brown. This is Dennis Brown. He's the guy driving a truck. Dennis, uh, I'm looking at his phone. He looks like a, a, a very large black man. You know, I can't tell how big he is, but he's a stocky fella, you know. You know, as most drivers are. You know, I'm not fat, just stocky, you know. So anyway, they confronted each other. And lo and behold, you know, this guy says, if you ain't going to move, I got something for your ass. And then, you know, he said the N-word. I'm not going to say it. I just, I don't believe in that crap. So, and then Brown recounted. That's what Mr. Brown said, Dennis, you know. And then the bad guy, I don't see his name here just yet. He uh, he pulled a sword out of a case. Yeah, you heard me right. He pulled a sword out of a case. Okay? What asshole drives with a sword in his, in his semi-truck? I mean, if you're, I don't know, maybe exercise or something, but who would do that? Well, apparently this guy, but nobody I know. As he pulled the sword out of the case, I had to say that again because I have a hard time believing it, he went to swing it around towards Dennis's neck. And that's when Dennis reached up and tried to block the sword. You know, he reached, blocked it with his hand. And uh, he got, you know, cut into his fingers pretty deep there. But luckily the sword probably was pretty dull because it didn't cut his fingers off. Thank Thankfully, Dennis, you're still around. I mean, I know it sucks, but you're still around. And, uh, you know, so... When he did that, when he swung it around, Dennis thought, you know, it's either going for my neck or my hands is what he's going for. You know, I don't know if he was trying to kill me or what. I was afraid for my life. That's what Dennis said. You know what? I believe him. You know, somebody pulls out a sword at the cab of the truck and starts yelling racist you know, things at you. Odds are pretty good. It's not going to end well. So, you know, Dennis got to do what he got to do. So then Dennis managed to wrangle a sword away from his attacker and stored it in his own truck. So Dennis took the sword away from the child, and he put it in his truck, and he called 911. And then the, the guy attacking jumped in his truck and took off. And he jumped over a curb to get out of there. Well, that doesn't surprise me, because, well, you know, once he took away his toy, he turned into a little wuss and ran away. And like I said, from the photo from the news article, Dennis is, you know, he's a pretty big guy, so, you know, he handled it. Probably was pretty shook up, though. Not surprised. And then his wife got the, you know, he did a Facebook Live and they got it, you know, his wife saw it from that and all this other nonsense. So then it says, the only thing I can do is pray for someone who believed they could attack someone like that and get away with it. Spew hate. He should have been arrested right then and there. He wasn't, and I am sorry, and I am angry about that. But all we can do is put it in God's hands. And my husband is alive, and that is all I can't be thankful for oh i'm sorry that's what dennis's wife said you know she said the only thing that i can do is pray for someone who believed they could attack someone like that and get away with it you know so even you know she even prayed for the guy who attacked her husband because she knows there's something mentally wrong with this guy i mean to do something like that that's 37 years driver he's been married a long time he's probably he's probably not a bad guy just wrong place wrong time situation so anyway, for now, the driver's been charged with aggravated assault, the, the bad guy. A uh, grand jury is expected to review the case next month. Uh, right now, Dennis is focused on the healing his hands, and will undergo surgery uh, on December 30th. Oh, he's already done it. Hopefully, he's got all his mobility back. But this is, I mean, just to, to show you the character of this guy, Dennis Brown, the man who was, you know, attacked with by a child with a sword. He was driving a truck. You know, there's a lot of good truck drivers out there. It's just this one guy's not so good, okay?
Dennis said he was a hot-headed truck driver. I don't know. He had a point to prove. He just had a point to prove, Brown said. In trucking back in the day, we helped each other. We don't fight each other. We help each other. And this guy, well, that wasn't him. And you know what? I think that's pretty spot on. So from Mr. Brown, I hope you heal well. I hope you get back out on the road. And I hope that you, you know, you don't lose any mobility in your fingers and whatever. And, and I hope they charge this guy so he doesn't ever do anything like this again. Because it's ridiculous. But anyway, that's what happened to Mr. Dennis Brown in London, Ohio. On uh, December 19th. Uh, some child got pissed off and attacked him with a sword. Now, keep in mind, you know, these these kind of things don't happen very often, okay? You know, it's just that when you're dealing with a huge country like this or the whole world, you're going to run across nuts. So, you know, it's just the way it is. So, you know, don't worry about it if you're a new driver. You're not very likely to see anybody with a sword at the truck stop. At least I never have seen it, somebody with a sword at the truck stop. All right, let's get moving on. <laughs> Yeah, I got to find a sound between these articles. Uh, you know, I'll start looking this week and come up with something, try to find something that isn't too obnoxious. All right, let's get moving on. All right, don't forget, if you're up in Pennsylvania, the toll prices have increased, you know, quite a bit. So, you know, if you're going up there, you know, it's uh, the most common for Class 5 tractor-trailer will increase from 1220 to 13 for Easy Pass and 1730 uh, to 2660 for Pennsylvania Turnpike told by plate customers after the change is approved July 21st. So uh, it's a 6% uh, toll increase will also go into effect for PA Turnpike uh, told by plate rates that have been established prior to 2020. So, you know, you want more information on that, you know, look it up. Don't be surprised if it's going to cost you more to drive across Pennsylvania. All right, just keep that in mind. So more tolls, yeah. It's it's not even worth almost reporting. It's just a routine. It happens all the time. It's it's routine at this point. It sucks, but that's just the way it is. All right, just to go show you that the, you know we're not the only ones with the troubles over in the U.S. Uh, off the off ramp on the 401 highway near Reynolds Roads up in Leeds County, Ontario, Canada, a driver pulled off the off ramp and just stopped in the middle of the road. Uh, just stopped in the middle of the road and went to sleep. Who knows what happened. What, I don't know what is. Maybe he stopped in fog. It doesn't say. They, there's no reason for what he said. Anyway, he fell asleep. And the cops pulled up, checked him out, gave him a ticket. So if you're going to pull off the interstate, maybe, you know, pull off the interstate. Don't park on the middle of the off-ramp. All right, you're asking for trouble. <laughs> just don't do it. All right, the Canadians, uh, they screw up just as much as anybody else. So good deal. Don't do it, though, all right? The cop must have been thought, well, who knows what he was thinking. I don't know. All right, let's get moving on. All right, here's something I don't think we hear too often. This is kind of stupid, but uh, two drivers or two people, not drivers, two people were arrested for allegedly stealing hundreds of gallons of diesel from multiple tractors in California last week. This was uh, on December 26th in Rockland, California. Uh, Placerville County deputy on patrol noticed a U-Haul van stopped in the middle of the road directly next to the cab of a tractor-trailer truck. So what they did was they pulled the truck over, they hooked some hoses up, and they sucked the tanks dry, and then they took off. So they got busted. One of the girls like, 22, I'm on probation. Yeah, well, you're going back to jail. You know, I understand prices of fuel are getting expensive, but, you know, just be on the 
watch for these kind of things are going to happen more often, I suspect, uh, as we go along. Or, you know, I don't know. Just, I hate thievery. I just hate it. You know, it's so stupid. All right, let's get moving on. Oh, this one's really bizarre. You know, <laughs> I just don't understand this one at all. All right. Uh, a recently released picture shows a truckload of B-61 and B-83 nuclear gravity bombs being hauled on an open flatbed trailer. So basically, these are the actual bombs, but they're inert. They were using them for practice and testing and whatever. And they came from the Sandia Laboratory. I guess what they did was they just threw them in the back of a flatbed. No, um, you know, no tarps, no nothing, not in a sealed trailer. They just threw them in the back of a flatbed. That's very unusual. You know, they uh, they don't do stuff like that. You know, that kind of stuff is, you know, hidden. It's, you know, they don't want people seeing things like that. You never know what somebody can learn just by looking at that kind of stuff. But, I don't know, just really bizarre. Uh, just, why would anybody do that? I don't know, just bizarre. All right, let's get moving on. All right, we've had some really crappy stories and some really bizarre things, but here's one that's really cool, and I'm digging this. All right, this is, you know, the last couple articles are all from CD Life, CDL Life. Just go to CDL Life. They do a great job. If you don't want to hear my voice, they got some great stuff there. So anyway, and download their app. I'm not affiliated with them whatsoever. I just like their stuff. Uh, all right, anyway. Oh, except for on the app, there's a lot of, like, you know, women like hitting maybe they're not even women it's like i don't know it's almost as bad as twitter but their website's fantastic anyway uh truck drivers police officers and first responders teamed up to bring holiday cheer to several children's hospitals and state veterans homes in ohio so on december 23rd and 24th police officers across ohio organized nighttime convoys of hundreds of vehicles as part of the operation santa slay 2020 an event meant to celebrate this so basically what they did they lined up, they got everybody going, and they went by the hospitals, and they went by all these places, and they lit up. You know, they, they lit their, their sirens up, they lit their lights up, and they showed the kids, hey, you know, here's a, here's a holiday light spectacular. You know, it was absolutely, it's absolutely fantastic. You know, it's just, I just love it. I just think it's great. There's a lot of videos on this. So my suggestion is go to YouTube, uh, probably, probably find it on YouTube. And look up Operation Santa Slay 2020, all right? I'm not going to put it in the show notes because you can remember that. Operation Santa Slay 2020. And go look at some of the videos. I think you'll, yeah, I think you're going to like it too. All right, let's get moving on. All right. All right, Daimler trucks earlier this year had some recalls. And apparently the FMCSA said they were a little slow to work on, you know, to, to, to get that going. So they're going to have a $30 million civil penalty. So Daimler's going to, they've been fined $30 million, all right? And the, the recalls, you know, they involve 464,000 vehicles. That's a lot. And uh, Daimler has also agreed to make several changes to its safety and reporting practices. So, you know, you should check yourself out. If you got one of those Daimler trucks, you know, make sure that you're not on that recall list. Just Google Daimler recalls, all right? But they're paying a big fine, and they're going to fix your truck. So make sure you get that done. Hey, make them pay for it, right? All right, let's get moving on. All right, this is a bizarre story, but this is a good story. Yeah, and this is great. I mean, it's not great that it happened, but the outcome was great. Joe Halton has been driving trucks for two years now, 
And by his count, this is, you know, he's, only, he's a fairly new driver. And uh, this is the seventh time he's come across the rescue scene of an accident. I couldn't even tell you how many times it's happened to me. And this time, perhaps, was the most heartwarming. Driving for Pertou Farms, he was traveling at night down Delaware's Route 1 recently when he came across the scene of a bad accident. Both cars were nearly destroyed, and a man was frantically running down the highway. Hamilton pulled over and walked over to the middle of the high-speed traffic in the dark to direct drivers away from the two wrecked cars. Then one of the drivers started to scream that he couldn't find his daughter. All right. Now, this is where it gets interesting. As a father of three, Hamilton recalled, I see a frantic father running around. He's looking in the back of his truck and saying, I can't find my daughter. I can't find my daughter. I looked in and I saw an empty car seat in the back of the truck. All right. Now, Joe immediately went into dad mode and began to search throughout the marsh area along the road using his flashlight. He finally came across a small gray bundle. At first, he thought he was, you know, he was afraid to look because this kid got ejected from her car seat in this accident. So he's petrified. It, uh, understandable. I mean, understandable. You know, why you wouldn't want to look, okay? You know, and I get it, man. So he was afraid to look, knowing the type of injuries that a two-year-old could have sustained after being ejected from the car. But to his astonishment, the little girl reached up to him without a single scratch. The tearful uh, dad thanked Joe, who got back into his truck and went on his way. So that's pretty cool, man. I mean... You know, I mean, it's really cool. This guy, you know, he saved the life of this two-year-old. You know, it's, it's, it's just really cool. You know, it's uh, Mr. Hilton. Uh, I, I congratulate you, man. I've done this myself numerous times, stopped for different accidents or whatever. And you were the right man at the right time, and uh, good for you, buddy. So we hold our hats off to you, man. This guy drives for Purdue Farms, so if you see him, he's got a nice beard, you know, big bald head. He's... You know, kind of a tall guy. Just, you know, if you see Joe Halton, uh, say, well done, brother. Well done. You know, just well done. That's, I mean, what more is there to say? All right, let's keep moving on. All right, here's something you might want to be on the lookout. So, January 20th, that's 2021. Yeah, I hate it when a podcast doesn't put the date out. You know, they'd say the date, and it's like, well, what year was it? Anyway, this is 2021, and uh, January 20th. And the PBS show American Portrait is going to portray, you know, the life of a truck driver, American truck driver. And they picked a woman, uh, Laura Hathaway. So it's going to be interesting. Guess she's from Stillwell. I'm not sure where Stillwell is. Hathaway is a professional that causes her to spend an extraordinary amount of time away from home. Oh, is a professional. Uh, is in a profession. Let me try that again. Hathaway is in a profession that causes her to spend an extraordinary amount of time away from home. She tries to log as many miles as she can get. More miles means more money, of course. But the cost of being on a road is personal. Hathaway's a mom. She goes long stretches without seeing her husband and son, who seem to grow a little more, you know, have grown a little more every time she returns. Hey, it's a rough life. You, you know, you deal with it. And, uh, you know, it's just a rough life. Anyway, they're doing the, uh, the episode on the 12th. I'm planning on recording it myself. I'm going to watch it. should be interesting. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how the general public in this case, uh, you know, PBS uh, does this, you know, how they record this. It should be interesting. So that's January 12, 2021, uh, American, what did I say? The American Portrait, PBS, American Portrait, PBS channel. Just look up American Portrait, all right? That's what I'm going to do. All right, let's get moving on. All right, it looks like Jones Soto. 
you can find them in a lot, a lot of stores, you know, a lot of specialty, you know, specialty drinks. Anyway, they're going to put a, you know, on their label, they're going to use a photo of a driver and his daughter, his infant daughter. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, they're going to put it on 50,000 bottles. So it didn't say what in the article I read, it didn't say what flavor it was going to be, though. So I don't know, I'll have to go get some just because it's a driver. I'm down with that. You know, it's kind of nice to see these drivers get a little recognition. So, anyway, that's all we got for the news today. That's for January 5th. Don't forget, you know, you got to get the drug clearinghouse. You know, you got to go get that set up, you know, before the end of the day today. So, something to think about. You can go online, just look up drug clearinghouse. Shouldn't take you more than 15, 20 minutes at the most. It's not a big deal. You just sign up for it. I did it myself recently. Uh, other than that, not much going on. Weather's crappy. Be careful. And like I say, watch out for tow trucks, watch out for cops, things like that. Get over. And if you're thinking about getting into driving, well, you know, wait till the winter's over. Wait till winter's over and then go for it. Don't start during winter. It's not a lot of fun. You know, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, you know, you, it just adds to the complexity of the whole thing. You know, just wait till winter's over and you'll be just fine. All right. That's all I got for this week. Uh, we'll be back. Hopefully next week. Who knows what's going on. Uh, hopefully I'll be back on my bid. I got a new co-driver. Uh, I meet him tomorrow. So it's, or, well, today. It should be today because I'm releasing and recording this Monday night and releasing it Tuesday morning. I'm excited to meet the new co-driver and hopefully things will work out. Talk to him on the phone. It sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. I'm still going to miss Doug, though. All right. Anyway, everybody stay safe. Stay out of trouble. Keep on trucking.